Welcome everyone to episode 6 of Down to Play. I'm your host, Dapper Tux, along with... Next Gen Player. This week we're discussing Iron Man VR, The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, and Gorn. It's going to be a virtual reality fest, so strap in, here we go. One of the most hotly anticipated VR titles is coming soon to a PlayStation near you. Iron Man VR is here, or just about, and our man... Next Gen Player has some impressions. I played a little bit of this game, uh, a demo of it at Fan Expo in Toronto. Based on what I tried out, I loved. It was a training mode. It was pretty straightforward. Getting used to the sensation at first of flying with the VR headset and the hand movements was pretty incredible. Um, but Paul, you've played a lot more of it. What can you tell us about the story in Iron Man VR? Well, I just want to start out by just giving the small caveat that there will be uh, slight spoilers. Um, I'm not really going to get into the story too much, but I can't uh, I can't really talk about the game without you know getting into some details. So if you don't want to hear anything about the story, I would say skip ahead a few minutes in the podcast, but I'll try to keep it uh, as spoiler-free as possible. So yeah, I, I just got this game about a day and a half ago, so um, I, I haven't completed it yet. I'm still making my way through the game. I played a few missions so far. But uh, yeah, it begins with uh, Tony Stark and his assistant Pepper Potts, and they're just hanging out in their lavish Malibu estate. And of course, you can imagine he's what is he? He's a billionaire, I guess, <laughs> multi-millionaire, billionaire, <laughs> multi-billionaire. So he, it's it's just it's this massive estate. It's just it's so picturesque and beautiful. And uh, the, what I find really cool about this game so far is that. You really get a chance to see, obviously, Iron Man. You you high action and intense battle sequences, but you also get a there's like low key missions um, where you get to see the man behind the mask. So you're actually Tony Stark and you're walking around. Like the main villain of this game is Ghost. Um, I don't know a lot about Ghost to be honest, but uh, she seems like a really cool character. She's sort of like this um, like ethereal character that um, she can manifest herself through holograms and voices in tony stark's ear so she's uh she's kind of like everywhere and nowhere at the same time so it's got this really like interesting uh story where where it's like you know he's he's trying to find uh ghosts but he doesn't quite know where she is but she's everywhere she's she just randomly shows up here and there and she you know she uh um her main ability is is hacking into tony stark's stuff so She'll hack into his airplane. She'll ta- hack into his equipment. She'll hack into his drones. Like anything that that he has is a potential weapon against him. So far, it's uh, I'm having a lot of fun. It's a really cool, interesting story. Mentioning the story, and I find what makes Iron Man great on the silver screen is the really strong voice acting and the you know strong characters. How are the characters and voice acting in the game so far? The character animations and the voice acting is definitely well done. A little disappointment, I think, to some fans that uh, Robert Downey Jr. is not voicing Iron Man. But hey, you know what? We got uh, Josh Keaton. Um, he is he was the voice actor for Electro in spider-man ps4 and he was also uh the, the junk dealer in death stranding and he does a fantastic job as tony stark so you know a- anyone going into this you know hoping for robert downey jr hey you know what it's not him but what we do have is a fantastic voice actor who does a fantastic job and he just sort of he really captures that sort of like cocky good-natured uh vibe that that tony stark has um and uh and also the intensity of being a superhero so i think he does a really good job overall 
with my fan expo uh, sort of heads on, I guess you'd call it, <laughs> I remember the uh, sensation of flying and Iron Man VR being incredible. Uh, how is it translated into the final game? So I think it, the flying is super fun. It's a little bit challenging for sure. I would say it's probably one of the best, if not the best flying sim that, that I've, I've played in VR. Like it's, I would say it's just as good as say Ace Combat or, or Eve Valkyrie or uh, Star Wars Battlefront, uh, Rogue One VR, even Starblood Arena. Like it's just, it's top notch flying. It takes a little while because you have to use your thrusters and, and, so you have you have to sort of like figure out what angle and and how much uh, thruster to actually put to to go f like it's all in the wrists, right? I remember that basically like moving your hand moving your hands and sort of wrists in the same motion will help level you off, correct? Like it's, it's at first you're right. It's from what I remember, it, it's tough, but the learning curve isn't too bad. So you use the repulsor jets of in, on Iron Man's hands to fly. Most of the time, you have your hands down to the ground, which will will push you up. But then, you know, you got to turn left or right. You, there's also, you can like double tap it to, um, to, um, to zoom forward, right? So you can, you can do like, uh, like go into like hyperdrive mode and, and fly forward. So there's that. But then the other thing too, is that you can also hit buttons on the PlayStation Move controller to, to turn yourself. So you can turn 45 degrees, right? So I actually found that initially when I was flying, I was just trying to use the move controllers and I was like, eh, I'm not really turning as fast as or as sharply as I wanted to. But once I figured out that I could just tap the button, it was a lot easier. So it really gives you that really, you know, that sensation of flying. And the thing is, too, is like some of the missions you fly really high, right? One of the earlier missions, um, you are flying next to an airplane. So you're you're probably like, you know, 25,000 feet in the air. Um, <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, flying at, at top speed, you feel like Iron Man too, which is super awesome. But yeah, so, you know, it's, it, I have to say I, I have like a mild phobia of flying. And, and when I was looking down and I see like, you know, like the ants on the ground, I'm like, holy geez, I'm, I'm so high up in the air. Uh, so you were talking about the sensation of feeling like Iron Man and the demo that I played. There was only the repulsor jets from what I remember. And uh, I believe you were, I was able to shoot like one projectile. What are some of the Iron Man abilities that you've had access to so far in the game? So yeah, the repulsor jets is the main one. Um, you can It's used for flying, but you can also shoot uh, energy blasts out of it. You also get a ground pound. Um, you get that in the second mission of the game. And then Ooh. you you also have a rocket punch. So the rocket punch is like it, this is actually like it's such a cool move. So you can charge up your fist, and you can obviously see like you can you can uh, put your fist in front of you, so you can see this happening. Your fists will glow, right? Then they they get like super charged, full of energy, and then you can push forward, and then he does like a super charge and punches. And you can actually do it with both hands too. That's so why I love just sort of like you know like doing my Hulk fist, like ah, and then, <laughs> and then pushing forward, yeah, and just and just back bashing the heck out of things. So the ground, how does the ground pound work though? So the ground pound works um, pretty much like the rocket punch. So what you do is you actually, you charge up your fist and then um, a cursor will appear on the ground where, and then you can actually, basically you move your head around, which will move the cursor. And that's where you're going to be aiming your ground pound. And then you just push forward and you do a, like a super fast, super flying punch down to the ground. Can you upgrade any of these abilities or is it sort of just like you get each one of these sets of abilities and that's it? After the end of the first mission, you unlock Tony Stark's garage and uh, you have essentially there's, uh, I think, seven or eight different nodes on Iron Man's suit that you can upgrade. 
So you can upgrade things like his arms, his hands, his legs, his chest, his shoulders, like all parts of him, right? And and he like there's uh, for example. For the arms, you can uh, upgrade his loadout, so you can add things like a smart missile that uh, it's like um, it shoots out uh, five heat-seeking missiles. There's an auto cannon. There's a smart bomb. There's cluster bombs. Like there's all kinds of different weapons, and you can actually um, you can unlock them, and then you can change your loadout before each mis mission. So yeah, you really feel like Iron Man, like his full arsenal is is available to you. Um, as well as the weapons, you can also unlock things like, for example, um, you can upgrade your thrusters and you can upgrade your acceleration, your top speed, your stability. Um, you can you can upgrade things like um, essentially like once your armor gets uh, close to zero, then um, it gets like super juice. You have like like a, a final burst of energy before you die. So. Um, so that can save you in a, in a pinch. And then there's things like uh, faster weapon reload. You can get a, a self-repair system. You can upgrade your ground pounds and your rocket punch. So essentially, like all facets of Iron Man, you can upgrade. Um, the coolest thing, though, really for me is that you can actually unlock suits for Iron Man. Um, I won't get into too many spoilers because there's a, a lot of different suits out there, but... I will say one that I thought was super cool, which is Iron Patriot. Oh, that's very cool. <laughs> that's really cool. The Captain America version of Iron Man is is a suit that you can unlock. So, I of course I picked that one right away, and and wow, like you you feel awesome, <laughs> especially since you can you can look down right, like you can see the armor, and you're like, oh man, I'm Captain America Iron Man. This is the best. So we've heard all the really great stuff with Iron Man VR. Is there anything that you could request of Stark Industries to go back and take a look under the hood with? Yeah, there's two main things really that um, that are standing out for me um, that I, I, I wish that they would improve. The first is, is um, you move around as Tony Stark um, to various hotspots in, in his estate. So it's pretty much, I mean, this has been done in, in so many other VR games. I remember that the Batman games did that and Darasine did that and a whole bunch of other ones that I played but I kind of wish that I just had full reign to just walk around his estate right but unfortunately yeah. you know you, you basically you just teleport <laughs> there's like the various hot spots around his room um, and you know it's it's just a thing that you sort of have to deal with with VR but I, I wish that eventually we can get over that and, and just walk around the other one uh, I mentioned that a little bit earlier but flying with Iron Man at least at first can be a little finicky the first couple of missions um there's there's training components that you have to do where you have to like you have to fly through hoops and you have to shoot various targets and you have to ground pound and punch all these various things and it's not as easy as it sounds right i mean after of course an hour or two i, I sort of got the hang of it but when you first play you're probably just gonna be fumbling around and <laughs> trying to figure out like how do these <laughs> propulsions work why am i flying left i should be flying left or should i should be flying like up and right what's going on <laughs> Yeah. No, at first that was my experience at the, with the Fan Expo demo, but eventually you, you do get the hang of it. To here, there's also cool upgrades and so many other interesting little things around story and new suits. Uh, it's, it's an experience I can't wait to uh, to try in its, its full final form as PlayStation and Stark Industries and Marvel intended. So one to look out for. Uh, when does that one officially drop? This game officially drops on the 3rd. 
All right, keep an eye out an eye out for that one. Uh, next up, we have the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners impressions. Uh, I I would say that um, <laughs> you're a brave man for playing a VR game with the <laughs> being surrounded by the undead. Uh, that's for sure. What can you tell us about the story with this one? Is there a lot based on you know the actual comics or the you know the hit TV show? Can you, what can you sort of give us hints on there? Well, the surprising thing about the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners is there's not really a lot of story to it i mean there is but it's not it's not the main reason why you play this game so it, it, it's as far as i can tell it's not connected to the tv show it's not connected to the comic books it is set in the walking dead universe this game really is about capturing that dark and dreary mood of the walking dead universe and it's for players that, that want to just drop themselves in the universe and figure out how to survive so yeah, it's pretty pretty stark. Not exactly a a pick me up, <laughs> I would say, in terms of uh, mood and story, or what is there for story. It's dark. It's bleak. Um, it really does make you feel like The Walking Dead. It, it it's 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 a physically exhausting and and mentally exhausting game. But uh, I, I based on what you're describing, are there a lot of jump scares too? Like for people out there that are, are easily startled, maybe that 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 might be me asking for a friend, wink, wink. Uh, but are there a lot of jump scares, or do you kind of see it coming? There is the odd jump scare for sure, but I would say it it's mostly not about that. I mean, you'll you'll hear the zombies, you'll you'll see them walking. Um, it's it's not really about jump scares that's not you know the frightening or the you know the eerie part about this game the the frightening part is just the fact that this game has scarce resources and you drop into this world and you have nothing there's zombies all around you you have no weapons you have no ways to fight back um and and you have to scavenge for everything so you have to find um screwdrivers or shivs or or firearms or axes like anything to survive um and it's more about you know i i have four zombies coming at me and i have one bullet and a half broken screwdriver <laughs> what do i do <laughs> <laughs> it's sounding like that that bear grill show like uh, survivor man is that it yeah. oh man <laughs> all the odds are stacked against you <laughs> yeah what, so what is what is actual combat like zombie grabs you what happens next besides hopefully you you're not becoming lunch obviously <laughs> yeah I, I became lunch a few times for sure but but uh it's it's super visceral and it's super realistic. So even things like your six shooter gun, you have to load each bullet individually, right? Which, oh, that must be nerve wracking where you're like trembling and trying to put the bullet in and <laughs> it's lurching ever closer to you. Actually, before you shoot, you have to cock the gun too. So it's, it's just like, it's super nerve wracking because you have a zombie coming at you and you've got to like, yeah, you got to take, a, you know, 10 seconds to load your gun up. You're like, come on, come on, come on, hurry up. And then the other thing too is, is um, the, the melee weapons, when you strike the zombies, they actually stick inside the zombie and it actually takes like physical exertion to pull it out. Right. So if you like, you strike them with an ax and you're like, oh no, my ax is now stuck in a zombie. <laughs> right. So then you're like, Ugh. and this is all in VR. Right. So you're actually like, you gotta, you gotta grab the ax with your hands. You gotta like yank it out. Sometimes it takes like three or four yanks to get it out. And again, like there could be like, you know, a zombie flanking you from the left or a zombie coming from behind you. And you're like, oh man, 
my axe is stuck. <laughs> so it's, it, yeah, it's really nerve wracking. Um, and, you know, I really haven't felt a game like this before. It's, it's super realistic. And the other thing too that I thought was, was really, really interesting in this game is that all of your gear is all placed around your body and you have to use real motions to get it. Like you've got your sidearm is on your left leg, your melee weapons on your right leg, your flashlights on your left chest, your notebooks on your right chest, your backpacks on your back uh, over your left shoulder, your big melee weapons over your right shoulder. And so like you have stuff all, all around your body. And when zombies are coming at you, you have to like, you have to scramble and figure out like, okay, I got to, I got to grab my pistol and then I shoot, but then I only have one bullet left and uh, oh man. So I got to put that back and then you got to like reach behind your back to get your ax. Right. <laughs> so as you're just like, it's just, it's real life. Like you're just, you're fumbling around and you're, and you're trying your best to, to like, you know, to survive in this world. And, and sometimes you make a mistake. Like I dropped my ax a few times. I dropped my screwdriver. <laughs> oh, right in the heat of battle. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just, it's just so intense and so many things are happening. Yeah. Sometimes you fumble your weapons and it's, it's super intense. That's for sure. So in, in terms of the intensity, you know, uh, we talked a little bit about the gameplay, what would be, uh, you know, your biggest sort of complaint or, or something that you, you hope that you wish you could improve about the uh, Walking Dead VR experience? I would say the actual game itself is really good. And, and I don't have a lot of complaints about that. It's just, it, it, it does what it does very well. The biggest complaint that I have though, which really takes me out of the experience is the low time. The low, the low times are excessively long with this game and there's multiple different areas that you have to go to, um, especially since it, the game actually has a day night cycle. And so you essentially like venture out to the city during the day. And then when the night comes, you have to go back to your safe camp, but there's a load screen between those. Right. So, you know, like every day and like every in-game day, you'll have two loads at least. And each one is, you know, could be a minute, minute and a half, two minutes. It just seems to take forever. Um, and uh, it just kind of takes me with the experience, right? Like I'm just, I'm, and the, the load screens are super boring. It's just the logo and it's got um, a progress bar, right? So, so you're like, you're like fumbling around, twiddling your thumbs, like, come on game. <laughs> Yeah, so you're like coming off of a crazy adrenaline rush, and then you just have to sort of you know hurry up and wait at a at a load screen. Yeah, like I I can't wait to play this game on PS5 because hopefully the SSD is gonna you know improve or or eliminate the load times. But as it stands right now, yeah, it's pretty excessive. Our next VR experience all about Gorn, uh, which is a VR beat 'em up. Uh, Paul, what can you tell us, our our resident VR, PSVR expert, what can you tell us about Gorn? So Gorn is this VR beat-em-up. Um, there's not much in the way of story. Essentially, you're a gladiator, and you're put inside battle arenas, and your job is to entertain the king. And you do that by being the heck out of people. <laughs> so <laughs> it's... Uh, the game has multiple different levels and, and essentially every level, um, the way it works is you'll get into the arena and you'll be given various weapons. You might get uh, like a spiked ball and a shield. And then uh, each of the arenas has um, some like six doors on it. And the doors will just uh, open one by one and enemies will just keep on coming out and attacking you. And you just have to, this is all in VR too, right? So you're flaying your arms around like like uh, beating the guys up in the, <laughs> in the arena. And then, um, and the funny part about the game is after you, you end up defeating a few enemies, it ends up becoming a free for all. 
And then all the doors essentially open up and like five or six AIs will, will all run out and everybody just attacks each other. So they're not attacking you. They're attacking each other. They're all beating each other up. And it's just like, it just becomes this like wild, crazy mayhem uh, gladiator experience. So in terms of like the, uh, the, the overall gameplay, is it a little bit more on the realistic side or is it completely over the top? It is way over the top. It's it's basically the way I would describe this game is that it's half workout and it's half comedy. Like you you're basically just it's it's imagine Looney Tunes where you just go around like bopping people on the head, right? Bop 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 it and and the like the characters are all they all look cartoony. You've got the king who who like who's looking at you, he's smiling at you, and the the audience is actually laughing. So you hear laughter all the, <laughs> all around you because they're, they're they think the combat is super funny. Um, but yeah, so you're just like you're just fumbling around in VR. Um, yeah, just just you know, bopping people over the head with your weapons, and and it's just it's super lighthearted. Um, and like I said, it's like half a workout too. I think that's really one of the reasons why you play this game. Like after half an hour of playing Gorn, I'm physically exhausted <laughs> from just so the next time I see you, if you're like ripped, like a gladiator, I'll know why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you described it as a cartoony game. What's, what's the gore levels like a real gladiatorial experience where it's, it's, it's ultra violent or is it a little bit more cartoony? It, it is funny. Cause it, yeah, it, it, it is cartoonish but it's also very gratuitous it is really violent so definitely not a, a family-friendly experience by any stretch <laughs> it it's, sounds it's, like <laughs> yeah definitely don't play this with your kids for sure it's, <laughs> okay. it's definitely not a family family <laughs> to prove just how funny this game can be though is that they actually have a mode in, in the game you can turn well it's essentially called the pinata mode and every single time you whack an enemy with your weapons candy pops out right so if you don't want any of the violence if you want to just so like weird. yeah if you just want to like just laugh and have, have a good time turn on pinata mode and boom 90 percent of the gratuitous components are are taken out oh well, there you go so there's there's an option for those of you out there a little more squeamish um in terms of the graphics and ai do you know the enemies pose a, a real challenge or is it just you know a pinata fest the ais are not very intelligent in fact it's kind of odd because the characters walk around sort of like uneven foot footed like it's it's almost like they are just learning how to walk which is kind of weird like they don't they don't like you know they don't come strutting at you like you know like i'm rough and tough it's kind of like they're tipsy maybe they they had a had a shot of, of vodka before they they started the match i don't know but uh anyways um yeah so it the the characters are not uh difficult at all to to beat where the real challenge comes in, though, is that um, some of the, the enemies, they come out and they have armor, right? And so they might, and they have armor on, on various places, right? So uh, they might have, like, leg armor or arm armor or chest armor. And you have to be aware of that. And, and specific weapons are good and not good for armor. So, like, your sharp weapons are not good. Your blunt bashing weapons are pretty good so you have to sort of like yep basically like since it's in vr you have to strategically um hit the enemy so if you see that they've got you know armor on their entire body except for their left shoulder well that's where you're gonna strike you're gonna strike their left shoulder right so yeah again like it's 
pretty dumbed down AI, but um, but there is some strategy with it as well. Now, with a gladiatorial experience, you know, you're going to be in a big arena and battling a bunch of people. Are there any other modes besides that? Like, are there any uh, change-ups in gameplay via a variety of modes? Or is it just uh, hop into the arena, off you go? So there, there is an endless mode where you can just have, you know, wave after wave after wave of enemy. There is that. The other thing is uh, when it's not really a, a, a game mode, but it's a it's a mode that in the game where um, no matter what mode you're in, um, you only actually can get struck once before you get into panic mode. And uh, and panic mode, what that does is you're like essentially the screen um, starts turning red and, and it gets gets darker like you're you're about to pass out. You have like essentially once you get struck, you have, I would say, maybe like five seconds or so to strike down the enemy that struck you <laughs> and if you can strike them down then you regain your health back but if you don't then then yeah you pass out and you and you lose that round yeah it sounds like a way to really ratchet up the uh like intensity and uh and thrills for players but i can imagine that that could be pretty frustrating at times um are there any other sort of drawbacks from your from your experiences with the game thus far well what are your thoughts the panic mode is actually a little bit frustrating because obviously um the enemies that you fight they take multiple hits to go down but one hit and you go down <laughs> so it's kind of like you feel really weak and pathetic um so I, I don't like that like it's i wish you could actually take a couple of hits before you go down um but the other thing too is that this game originally launched on pc and um and and most of the, the the pc vrs have multiple different cameras um like oculus and, and vibe right so you can have a, a camera in front of you a camera behind you um for better detection of your of your wands that you're carrying right but for psvr you only have the one ps4 camera and this is a 360 degree battle arena and i had a couple of times where um, you know, enemies would come from behind me and I would turn around, but then my wand was out of the view of the camera. So the camera didn't detect what I was doing. So I like it, it misjudged where I wanted to strike. So didn't happen all that much. And the thing is too, is that you can turn yourself, um, like you can just like, uh, in, like I was mentioning in Iron Man, you can actually hit a button to, to move the camera 45 degrees. So you've got that option. Um, you know, so basically, when you do that, you can you can actually stay facing your PSVR camera um, the whole time. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's obviously you know detection issues has always been an issue with PSVR, and it, and it's present here again. Well, folks, there you have it. Based on what we are hearing, this is shaping up to be one of the best VR summer seasons in recent memory. You can step into the boots of Iron Man, run for your life from The Walking Dead, or jump into a gladiator arena, ba battle enemies uh, to, to pinata-like submission. <laughs> but uh, that's all we have on the episode for you today. Uh, I'm Dapper Tux. And I'm Next Gen Player. You can catch us on Twitter and Instagram at Dapper underscore Tux and at Next Gen Player. We are always down to play. 